thank you for bringing the water here. <laughs> I needed that so bad this evening. <laughs> it's good to see every one of you. Um, don't know how long this is going to be, but I want to talk about prayer tonight. Prayer. I called the I called this uh, message. I titled it the Prayer Principle. Prayer Principle. Uh, would you please stand up? And uh, oh, Yemi, it's good to see you. Please, Yemi. Okay, there you are. Uh, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Uh, tonight, the prayer principle. The focal point of our Christian life is prayer. It's assumed the Christian will pray. Let me say this. If you don't have a regular prayer life, what it speaks to God and what it speaks to demonic forces, you're relying and depending on your own wisdom. You're trusting, and most of the time, everything you do, you're doing it, you're doing based on your reasoning. And that's dangerous. Because the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And His ways are much higher than our ways. His thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. So His ways, the way God does these things, are sometimes very different from what we're thinking. We think we should go this way, but God is wanting you to go this way. It makes sense to go this way, but God says this is the right way to go. And the only way that can be delivered to your spirit, where you become obedient to what God is saying, is through prayer. It's a key principle for Christianity. If you're not praying, you're almost not breathing. Because this is so important. Nobody has to tell you. God wants you to pray. That's the key to survival in the fight that we are in. Listen to this, Psalm 65 verse 2. It says, you who answer prayers. This is NIV. God answer prayers. That means there are people doing the praying. You got to be praying. For the Christian, that's part of us. We have to pray. You, that's God who answer prayer. That's who God is. He is the one who answers prayer. He needs prayer to answer. And that prayer ought to be coming from you. No prayer, no answer. To God who answers prayers to you, he says, all people will come. All people. Are you living? Are you alive? You will come. If you're not coming, you're cutting yourself off of life. He is life. 
He is the life giver. Praying is so important. You know, sometimes people talk about prayer to, to mean, you know, just watch me, I'm spiritual. No, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. It should be part of your life. It should be who you are. Christians pray. The Old Testament saints, they prayed. That's part of living. Samuel prayed. Samuel was even praying for Saul after God rejected Saul. And God had to tell him, stop this stuff. Don't pray for this fellow anymore. And that's dangerous. But that's who we are. You are a Christian, you should pray. Set a time. I tell you what, if you don't make a habit, you'll never do it. Because you will always have something that's going to occupy your time. I, sometimes I'm out there praying, and while I'm praying, I'm thinking about something that I need to do. If I step away, 10 minutes gone. It's good, but I, that's my time. You know, many times there was a time we were praying there, and we want to minister to one another, and we do that. And I'm pastor, you have a problem, I, I want to help. I want to help. And then I got through praying, I heard in my spirit, that was my hour. That was my hour. So I tried very hard. (laughs) It's a fight to keep that hour right. Amen? To keep that hour right. Not that I was doing something wrong. But God says, this is my time. It's a principle to you. All men, all people will come. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 tells us very clearly there. Call to me. This is God now speaking. I need your prayer. Amen. Because he is the one that answers prayer. Call to me. You're not doing it. Call to me. It's a commandment, right? Call to me and I will answer you. There are things to call to God for. We are besieged with troubles from right and left. You get through with one problem, two others come in. That's the way life is. And so we ought to go to him constantly. That's the only way we can keep our sanity. Walking spiritually. I don't know how people do it out there, but I got to go to God. Not to be spiritual. <laughs> it's survival. I need him. Many times it's survival. Everything you do, that's what the Bible tells us. In in, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, in all your ways acknowledge Him. Everything that you're doing, we don't do that. We, We just, including me, we don't talk to Him about our plans. But I'm beginning to learn, talk to Him about it. Talk to Him about it. Every little thing, in all your ways, acknowledge. And then it says, He will direct your path. Acknowledging Him is telling Him what's going on. He already knows. But that's prayer. Call to me and I will, not may, I will answer you. That's a great promise. Call to me and I will answer you. You got a problem? Call to me and I will answer you and show you. So when God answers you, he shows you stuff. 
You're calling for problems. He's not, you may not see him working, but he'll open your eyes for the solution. I'll show you great and mighty things. Which you do not know. That's what God says. We don't know a lot. When God says you don't know, guess what? You don't know. You just think you know. Great, not is he's not going to just show you things, but he says he will show you great and mighty things. What if you know mighty things, you do mighty things. That's what it is. If he shows it to you, then his eternal Godhead is behind you as you move, as he gives you direction. So we ought to pray. You know, it's, 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 it's something we have to develop. Now, I'm saying this to you. We have a, this month is very crucial for our church. We have a healing service um, coming up on the 27th, I believe. And then we have, on the 26th, we have, a, we have our fall festival. We have a lot of people uh, coming in here. Um. In recent times, you know, God, you can't do spiritual work without prayer. It's really hard. We think we can. And we'll get our human results. We're happy about those. But I'm beginning to realize I need to talk to him more. I need to spend more time. Whenever I can. I need to spend time. Not just my time here in the morning. But whenever I feel led, I need to spend more time. I need to hear from him. I need to ask him, what am I supposed to speak about? What, are, what do your people need? I don't know. I need to depend on him. That's for what he's called me. Same goes with, for you. You have to ask him. He's there for us. He wants us to talk to him. About everything that's happening in our lives. And Jesus tells us in Luke 18 verse 1. He says he, gives a par- he gave a parable to his disciples. To show them that they should always pray. And not give up. No matter how hard the problem is. Prayer can solve it. That's what he's saying. Don't let it go. Don't say it's too late. This problem cannot be resolved. God says, as long as you can pray, there will be no need to give up. As long as you can call on the name of the Lord, don't give up. Now you can't do anything about what another person is doing, but you don't give up. You know what the desire you have in your heart came from Him. He created you. He knows you. He knows your person. He knows what will make you happy. He knows everything. Now I tell you what, if you are believing in God for something that He doesn't want for you, as you keep praying, the desire for that thing will die. Completely, so that it doesn't affect you anymore. And your desire is changed. Now you want something else. And you are passionate about this something else. And you talk to him about that something else. And then God begins to work and move you towards that thing. 
But if you don't pray, you will go towards that thing and desire what it doesn't want from you, for you, and it will never be pleasant for you in the future. But when you pray, he changes your desire. He is able to do it. He is able to do it. That's how he directs your path. Amen. He changes your desire. You won't go unless you want to. So in prayer, as you acknowledge him in all your ways, he directs your path. You won't even know he's doing it. You won't even know. Just through prayer. I, I was sharing with, maybe it was Amy, I, was, I, was, I started ministry and I will go to Nigeria because that's the only place that I felt they would let me speak from their pulpit. The Americans, they know me. They, they, nobody would let uh, somebody come in from science and then give him a pulpit. I knew that. <laughs> Reality, okay? But my friends in Nigeria would let me preach. And that's where I went. And we were getting good results. I was obeying God. I was doing what I felt was open. My heart was in that. And that's all I did. I enjoyed it. Came back. Some churches open. Get a little more. Go back again. And then one morning I was there, I, I, I woke up early in the morning, and I felt that thing in my head, just to pray, like we do here. And I heard that voice in my head, son, I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. Uh, one minute, sir, let me grab my pen. I'm going to write. I was writing, and that includes the Ark Fellowship today. I got that day. That was the day. And he said to me, God, if my son, you have been very faithful in doing what I called you to do. I said, what? You were the one that sent him. I thought it was me sending myself to Nigeria. I like it here to do ministry. I had no idea. That shocked me to know that what I was doing, even though I wasn't particularly uh, praying it to him, direct me, but I was spending time praying and following what my mind tells me. God, I'm going to Nigeria. Would you help me in all of that? And he was in all along. And then he told me what he wanted for me for the future. But that time spending with him, it was an amazing thing because that's the thing. You wake up in the morning, you're going to pray. But he didn't even allow me to say a word first before he lets me know, yes, I got something else for you. You need to write this down. How I knew to, I don't write everything I hear from God. How I knew to write that down, I have no idea. I just knew this is, this is so important, I need to put it down. Was I, look, I wasn't looking for any kind of big thing to happen. You have to spend that time. Create that time, the routine in your life. So it's not spiritual anymore. That's what you do. Amen? That's what you do. Bible study, whatever it is, you have to have some kind of a schedule and try to maintain it. And, and usually, like I said before, when you spend, that was my hour, right? God knows that you're coming and he's waiting for you because that's his time with you. It's so important. We have coming this uh, fall festival. There are a lot of people coming. We can just say, God, is up to you. No, no, no. We spend time praying. If you can, I'm, I'm asking you, if you can fast, fast some. 
for the people. Now, a lot of Christians have this idea. Is Pastor Goodluck's church? No, it's not my church. That's a mistake. This is part of the kingdom of God. One of his fields. And you are here. We're working together. We can't do spiritual work without prayer. If we spend some time, you and I, in your own private place, talking to God, you may, not, you may never ever know on this earth what your prayer did to somebody that walked in here. All of a sudden, they feel good about what this place feels good. They don't understand it because you've prayed. And, and, and then by and by, their lives become transformed. Somebody has to pray. I need to move forward because you need to understand, even if God gives you a promise, you still have to pray about it. I mean, even if Jesus stands in front of you and tells you, this is what I am going to do for you, that doesn't exclude, exclude you from praying about it to happen. I'll show you from the scripture. You still need to pray. Don't get it, but that's the way it is. When you receive, that's what I've been saying. Prophecies, according to the scripture, prophecies are designed for you to wage a good warfare. But what most Christians do, as soon as they receive a prophecy, they sit back and wait for whether the man of God spoke the word to come to pass. No, you got to pray. You have to pray. It's for you to wage good warfare. It's true, and we share the word from the word of God. That's what it is. Now in Jeremiah, your destiny for everybody, God says, I know my thoughts. 29 verse 11. But then he says in verse 23, then you will call, you see. He knows his thoughts for you. Maybe he reveals his thoughts to you, but you still need to call. Let me go to that scripture, 29. Uh, uh, verse 11 for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope so he's already told you that but then he says then you will go so just because God has said it and given you a promise doesn't mean you don't need to pray it won't happen it may happen but it will take long when you finally discover that you need to pray about it, that's when it will happen. I used to wonder, why would Jesus pray so much? Why? You live on earth. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will is already expressed it to you. But you need to tell him... Because you are an earthling, you live here, that that's what you want on the earth. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's already given you heaven's will, right? But now you need to call on him because you live on the earth. No wonder Jesus called himself more son of man. So he prayed as son of man. Meaning man, just human. If you're human, you ought to be praying. That's what he said. Then you will call upon me and go, and then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. 
And I will listen to you. When you to pray to him about what he already told you. Your future. And so people are like, why is God not doing this? You haven't spent time enough with him. Talking to him about this. And everything you see in the natural came from the spirit realm. Every tangible thing, every material thing came from the unseen world. And being earth, earthlings, we need to call on him. Jesus spent so much time praying. Um, this, is, this is incredible. Uh, Luke chapter 6 verse 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. All night. I will be having deep meditations at 2 o'clock. With a little snoring. (laughs) But he prayed all night. Why? It was time to pick his disciples. God just tells him and he goes, no. He spent the whole night praying. He spent the whole night praying. To get the Father's will. We need to do this. It's so important. First Kings 18 verse 1. It says, And it came to pass after many days, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Is that clear? That was clear. Present yourself to Ahab, and the next thing, rain will fall. For most of us, God has spoken. And we say that way. But that's not how... You see, God needs to open our eyes to see how spiritual things work. So we can benefit from what God's revealing to us. That's the important thing about it. God has to open our eyes to understand. So we can position ourselves. Like it says in Matthew 13. When God opens your eyes and you see, then you can position, you turn. So that God will have to work on your behalf. We need to understand this. When God gives a word, even if you find a promise, you still have to pray about it. You see, especially when it's spiritual, pray about it. You have to pray about it. Notice what he says in James. James reveals this to us. James chapter 5 verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature just like... So basically, you are a man, a woman. You ought to act like Elijah. You can do what Elijah did based on what God has spoken to you. You have to act on it. This is what happened. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. So the stopping of the rain came through prayer. And after praying, he went to Ahab and said, there will be no rain unless I say so. That's what he did. And for three years, no rain. And then God says, now it's time to go show yourself to Ahab. And he did. 
And then in verse 18, it says, It did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Three and a half years. And he prayed again. I thought God told him he was going to send rain. He prayed again. Even after God had given him the promise, he still prayed. Many of us will say, well, it's up to God, so I'm just going to sit here and wait. Because God has spoken. That's not the way it works. He prayed. He prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. Not because God said he was sending rain along. But because Elijah also prayed using the promise that God gave to him. So you have a promise from God's word. Take that promise and pray back to him. And then the answer comes. That's the way it works. And the earth produces fruit. It's spiritual warfare. So we need to make those some great warfare. And look, Hebrews, I mean, uh, Hosea, chapter 14, verse 2. He says, take words. And return to the Lord. Did you get it? Take words and return to God. What words? His promise. His promise. Go back to Him. Go back to Him. It's about words that we speak to God that's going to change things, our situations. Take words. And return to the Lord. Say to him, basically, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously. So you use words to talk to God. For we will offer the sacrifice of our lips. You praise him. We will. Isaiah 41 verse 21 says, present your case. Says the Lord, bring forth your strong reasons. You want your answer? Bring forth. It's like a court. Right? Luke 18. It says the woman went to the judge. Right? You remember that? Yeah. It's like present your strong reasons. We have to do that. Says the king of Jacob. That you might be justified. He'll take words and go back to him. Take words and go back to him. I'm going to throw another scripture here to buttress this. The children of Israel were in captivity. And uh, Daniel was concerned about it. And so Daniel was praying to the Lord. So in Daniel chapter 9, it says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Heresurus, of the lineage of Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books. I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord. 
through Jeremiah the prophet. So he was searching what God had said. He searched it out through books to find out what Jeremiah said about their condition because it had come to pass. They were now in a different land. Jeremiah prophesied it. But Jeremiah also said, told them when it will end. So he, Daniel, was not there when Jeremiah, but he searched through books. He didn't hear it from Jeremiah, but it was written. He searched through books. I understand through books the number of the years specified in the word of the Lord. So it's God's word. He searched the word of God from God's word through Jeremiah the prophet. That he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So 70 years. And after that, God was going to do something. Well, the prophet already said it. So he's 70 years now. God's just going to turn everything around. We're going back. That's not the way it works. Notice what it says. Then I set my face towards the Lord to make requests, to pray, and to make supplications with fastings, sackcloth, and ashes. Just because God has given a promise doesn't mean it's going to happen. You need prayer. Sometimes you need fasting. You have to do something. You can't just sit there and because God, the Lord has said, and it's going to happen. No. But how would you call if you don't know the promise? What words are you going to take? How are you going to present your case? The scriptures. What does the Bible say? That's what it did. I understood by books. The word of the Lord. You may have your opinion and what people have been telling you. Or what's really happening in your life. And the king is saying, I'm going to keep you all here for another 70 years. I just love the Jews. You're going to, but you understand by books. Only 70 years. Even if what's happening in your life contradicts what the book says, understand by books what God has said, no matter what's going on in the natural, and then focus on it from what you understood from the books. It lines up together in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let the matter be established. That's what Elijah did. That's what God said in Jeremiah 29. You, I, this is my promise to you. I know my thoughts towards you. <laughs> I'm not confused about what I think about you. And I want to give you a hope in the future. But then you must call on me. You must call on me. Notice, not others calling on him for you. That's good also. Amen. You got to do your own calling too. You got to do your own calling. It's very important. You got to do your own calling. And be specific because of what you saw in the word. Is that important? When it's it's confusing and you don't really know what 
you will desire, you know what I do? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Because the Bible tells us, in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2, the one who speaks in tongue does not speak to man. But it's in the Spirit. He only speaks to God for no one understands him. In the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, when you start praying, the Word of God begins to work. And this is so important. He tells us also in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. Now, you have to be praying for, not, for you not to know what to pray for. So praying is part of our lives. It's assumed that the Christian will pray. Sometimes we don't know what to pray for, but we should be praying. Other times we know what to pray for because we understand by books. What do you understand by books? He says we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. He's praying through us and he prays for us according to the will of God. What does that mean? As you pray in the Spirit, by and by, your heart begins to connect with God's desires. And they become your desires. God then injects his desires in your heart so that his desire can be fulfilled in you. But other times, you understand by books. What as the books, the book of God, notice 66 books, right? Understand by books what God wants for you. What does the Lord want for you with regards to your health? What do you understand by books? What does the Lord want for you concerning any area of your life? Understand by books. Mentally, physically, materially, understand by books. But after you've understood by books, it's not the time to just sit around. Understanding should drive you to seeking God even more. When it's in your heart, you wake up even early. And I was reading about T.L. Osborne. He, he had gone to India to, to minister as a young man with his wife. He said, we were total, we were total failures. We couldn't even lead people. He says, we will show them our black book called the Bible. And then they tell us, we have a black book too. It's called the Quran that contains the word of God. He says, no, the Quran, that's not God's word. The Bible is, contains the word of God. They said, no, the Bible, that's not God's word. The Quran has God's word. And he said, I can't prove it. So he started searching, crying out to God, going to meetings, praying, fasting. And then one night he said he was in his room after he had fasted, praying. And then all of a sudden, Jesus was standing in his room. He said he opened his eyes. He saw Jesus standing there. And he was weeping, but he wasn't aware of weeping. He just, the te- tears just flowed from his eyes. And he stared at him. Jesus just stood there, said nothing to him, smiled, and that was it. He was gone. <laughs> that 
that great ministry was born all over the world. That great ministry that touched every, the, whole, the whole world was born that morning because he was searching. You will go, you search for me with all of your heart and then you'll find me when you search for me. And then your destiny is delivered to you because you searched for him with all of your heart. The funny thing is uh, his wife, Daisy, she got up and T.L. said, he was in her room. And she said, yeah, and I slept through it all. <laughs> I snoozed through it all. T.L. says, we're going. He says, I'll go with you, but I need to see him myself. How can he be in the same room? And I slept through it. Hello. <laughs> that will be painful. But she obeyed God and followed her husband. So important. We need to spend time praying, especially, especially for those of you that are here. We have a big thing coming in my mind. We can have a lot of crowd and nothing spiritual happened. We fed them and they left. But if we pray and fasted, they are not leaving here empty-handed. Something will hit them. They won't even know what they heard or what they saw. But they felt something here that draws them. If not here, to some house of God. And something tells them, you know, you haven't been in church for the past seven years. Find a good church in Gotha. And they will start searching. Because we have prayed. No by book. I shared on Sunday about asking to God, asking from God the problem is not God's unwillingness or his inability to meet our needs. It's not he's not unwilling. The problem is we're not asking. That's the problem. Sometimes we feel like we don't want to bother him with this. I can't handle it. (laughs) You? Really? Didn't he say, without me, you can do what? Nothing. We just assume that we can without him. That's why we need to acknowledge him in everything. We need to acknowledge him in everything. You present everything to him. And then he opens your eyes to understand. There are times when things will be going on in our lives we don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Time to retreat. Amen? And time to search for him. Time to fast. Because something is happening. What's going on doesn't make sense right now. The enemy is working hard. Your mind is confused. But God is also working. Nothing makes sense. Time to go seek him. I used to wonder. For 40 days, Jesus was in the wilderness. Praying, fasting. He was praying all that time. For 40 days. 
Even going to the cross, Jesus still spent time asking his father for his will. We need to do that. Spend time talking to God. It's not God's unwillingness to, to bless. We're not asking. It's God's will forever for all of our needs to be met. If we will talk to him about it. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's what he said. Hey, he's inviting me to come. Hebrews 4, verse 16. He says, come boldly. So God's inviting us. Come boldly to the throne of grace. That you might obtain mercy. Every time you come in, you obtain mercy from God. Every time, as the Bible says, His mercies are new every morning. So when you come in, you are going to live with some kind of mercy. That's what the blind man was saying. Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. You go live in his presence with some mercy upon your life. Favor upon your life. Because you have been in his presence. We should never take this lightly. It's the greatest privilege. I'm doing what Jesus did. Talking to the same father. Amen. I'm doing what the apostles did. All of them. Talking to the same father. It was serious business for them. Remember what the apostles said? We can't serve tables. Right? Select seven men to help that. We must give ourselves to what? Prayer and the ministry of the word. Two things. That's very important. Jesus said, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask that you, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. So, when you are not praying, you think you have joy. (laughs) Your joy is not full yet. It's when you ask and you receive that your joy will be full. Some years back, I've, I, I don't know, it was just like a light bulb went into my head. It just like exploded. I understood this now. You've read the scripture over and over again. But then I saw how eager God is to meet our needs. He gives a lot of promises. Listen to this. You know the scripture. Jesus said, ask. That's Matthew 7 verse 7. Ask. And then he says, what will happen? You will. You will receive. Ask. You will receive. That's a given. He didn't say ask in faith. He just said ask. Just ask. You will receive. And he cannot lie. His word is forever settled in heaven. Ask and you will receive. Seek, you will find. Not may, you will find. If we are not finding, it's because we are not seeking. If we are not knocking, the door is not going to be open. Usually I used to read that scripture and I thought, well, yeah, you have to be holy. Uh, and be right with God 
for him to answer my prayer. But then he says, for because the reason why you will receive, he says, because everyone who has receives. Everyone who has receives. He didn't say everyone who is a pastor and ask everyone who has prayed for five hours and ask. No, everyone who asks receives. Everyone. That was liberating to me. I'm free. I can talk to God. All I have to do is ask. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks will find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Will be opened. And then he went on, Or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? We know what that is. He won't give him something bad. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If If you then, being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father, your Father in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him, He says. I I think somebody was asking me, you know, how often do you have to ask God? Usually, I don't put a time on that. I, I pray until I feel like inside. And every time I pray that God Basically, we have to be led by the Spirit, right? God says, I don't want you going there. That's answered. Hello? (laughs) Because you feel it inside of you. You have the deed inside of you. But you ask. And He'll speak to you. That's concluded. And He'll remind you. That's, That's the thing about God. When He answers... And you're happy, just going your way. And say, wow, I received this thing. He'll remind you. You remember you asked me? How many of you have that happened to? He always will remind you. So you know the source. Everyone who asks, receives. Question I ask, if your child is asking for bread, I mean if it's really important. If your son is asking you for bread. Would you say, you know, we have a lot of bread in the house, son, you know. But can you wait till next week and we give you all the bread? How many of you is going to do that? Huh? He needs some fish. The guy is hungry. You give to the child at that time. We can't understand it, but that's what God says. He does that for us. And I'm going to close with this. If you believe in God for something, you know, you know the people in the congregation. Don't go to anyone who questions everything <laughs> for prayer. It's always good to pray with somebody. Amen? Find somebody that agrees with you that God can do this. My pastor, when he had uh, some kind of uh, tumor the back of his head, and uh, he hesitated to tell the congregation. And after telling the congregation, he says, I know some of you will come to me to try to encourage me, but if you don't have anything good to say, please don't come. <laughs> don't come to tell me. I know this fellow, a fellow that he lived over there. He had that thing. He didn't last for two weeks. He died. 
don't come to me. Just if you have nothing too good, good to talk to me about, just don't come at all. Stay away from me. Don't want to hear your testimonies. But if you got something good, encouraging, you we can talk. Find somebody that's going to be in agreement with you. Somebody who has faith. And you can tell by talking to people what they talk, what is what's coming out of their mouth. You can tell, I can stand with this person and they can believe. And this is so important because of what Jesus said in Matthew 18, verse 18. Jesus says, assuredly, in other words, I'm going to assure you, rest your mind, okay? This is what, how it is. Just rest in this. That's what he's saying. I say to you, I like it. When Jesus said, I say to you, God's behind what's going to come out. The whole of his throne is behind this, behind what you're going to hear. He says, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth is what? Is bound in heaven. When you bind it on earth, it's bound in heaven. When you speak to it on earth, in prayer, heaven responds. You say here, and heaven says, Amen! And so shall it be. That's the way it's going to be. Whatever you bind on earth, whatever you bind on earth, whatever you bind on earth, whatever is irritating you, bind it. And heaven will agree with you. Amen? And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see, you lose it on earth. When heaven loses it, he hits you. Amen? As you position yourself. Then again he says, verse 19, again I say to you, that means I told you this before. Okay? Let's not forget. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth, that really spoke to me. I finally realized. Now I see why Jesus always maintained the Son of Man. The Son of Man. He's man. I have authority on the earth. And if I can get another human to agree with me, whew, we got it made. Many of us, we pray with people as we hold their hands to pray. You are praying with them for that miracle. And they are saying, <laughs> I, I'm just praying with this guy, but this will never happen. Don't go to anybody like that. <laughs> You're not going to get any results. Amen. They won't tell you, but as soon as they turn away from you, they find somebody to talk to. That thing that he's talking about, I know that person that died. <laughs> That's not good. They didn't agree with you. They just uh, made words with you. Find somebody that is in faith. Amen? And it will work. It will work. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I wish as believers we can really take this to heart. Man, we'll be asking, we'll, people will be begging you, shh, be quiet, you're asking too much. If we really believe this, we will never stop asking. Just, hey Lord, uh, I forgot this one last time. I'm, I am back again today. <laughs> I forgot this one. Let me talk, let me put this in. Right? You know why we don't do this? We're not too sure about this. Right? That's why it is. May God help us. 
May God help us. Stand with me tonight. Hopefully the word of God has changed your mind tonight. And you can believe that God will uh, answer your prayers. It's good to pray. It's good to pray. Find that time. Spend before God. Especially this, uh, this uh, meeting we are having for festival. I'm speaking this today because I want us all to be in agreement. Believe me, if this church as a whole, we start praying for this, you'll be amazed. You may say nothing and you just see the people responding. And again, please understand, I don't know where church people have this. It's not about the Ark Fellowship. It's about souls, people's lives, where they live, the hurts, the pain, confusion, sleeplessness. That's what this is all about. That's why we're having a healing service. Not to see miracles. No. That's good. We want to see them, for them to see and talk about. But relief for them. In my mind, for somebody that's been suffering for 25 years, five years with the pain and just a short time in the presence of God, the pain is totally gone and they can go to sleep. Maybe with an oxygen tank. Now they don't need the oxygen tank. And they can turn back and forth and be free. Just because you prayed. Because you prayed. Because you prayed. It's not just the pastor. Because you prayed. Things will happen on that day. And may God put in your heart to pray for these meetings. Because if we just approach it like we have this thing planned. God, now you bless it. No, it doesn't work that way. We have to go and seek his face. How many would do that? Join me to do that. Praying for our church that we will have a great harvest in this meeting. Let's lift our hands to our God tonight in thanksgiving. Father, we thank you. We know that you love us. We know that the scripture is already declared. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You gave him for us to believe in him so that we might be saved and have eternal life. There are so many out there, Lord God, they don't know you. The world has confused them with their message, turning them away from you. But God, you have given us the power and you've given us the word. You've given us mouth to call upon you so that the world can be changed, saved, delivered from the hands of the enemy. Lord, birth in us tonight that spirit of prayer to spend time with Him so that through prayer we can change the world. According to your word, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, you said you will hear from heaven to heal the land. God, we thank you for hearing our prayers tonight. We want Cyprus healed. How many believe with me tonight? We want Cyprus healed. We want souls saved. Many of them will come here. They will find a church. They don't come here. Amen? But we want them saved. God bless you. God has answered our prayers.